living with no regrets might be the wrong way to look at things. Let's get into it. Welcome, my friends, back to another episode of Growth Groove. I am your host, Yermiyahu, also known as YB. Let's get right into it. I hope everybody's had a wonderful week so far. Um, and if you haven't, I promise you it will get better. Today, ladies and gentlemen, we have on the show Daniel Pink, and he's talking about regret. So I know there's a huge movement right out there, and you can get it on a t-shirt or on a hat, or you can you know order some of those uh, big wall arts to say, live with no regrets or no regrets. But the truth of the matter is, all of us have regrets. All of us have done something we wish we had not done, or we didn't do something that we wish we had done. Um, as I've said in the past that I have one major regret in life and pretty soon I think I will be over, be able to overcome that. Uh, but today Daniel Plank says, or Daniel Pink, I'm sorry, uh, gives us a different perspective on how we should look at regret, not as something that is holding us back, but possibly something that can unlock potential and move us forward. Daniel Pink, next. When we experience regret, it's somehow an aberration, when in fact, everybody experiences regret. Regret makes us human. Regret is part of the human condition. What's more, we think that regret makes us weaker, when in fact, the research shows that, done right, regret can make us stronger, that we can enlist our regrets as a, an engine for forward progress. So, um, so what I'm trying to do in this book is reclaim regret as an indispensable emotion. Uh, what's more is that, in a weird way, regret also taught me about what makes a good life, because as I had you know, collected 16,000 regrets from people in 105 countries, and when they told me their regrets, in a sense, they were also telling me about what made life worth living. You're, I think you're going to see regret in a new light and not be scared of it, but instead realize that regret gives you the clues to lead a life of success and meaning and contribution. Um, one of the things that's interesting that I, that I find is that we tend to think that leadership is about mostly about assertion, mostly about announcing and talking, when in fact, I think that it is as much about humility and listening as it is on anything. And the thing is, it's like most of us are terrible listeners, in part because in our schools, we don't teach people to listen. We had to distill it to four words, talk less, listen more. I understand that no regrets philosophy. The problem is, is that it's not possible because we all have regrets. Now, we should try to minimize our future regrets, but the idea that you should never look backward on your life and say, oh, I wish I had done things differently is actually a terrible blueprint for living. Um, and, and I think one of the problems is, you know, especially in North America, is that we're a little over-indexed on positivity. You know, positive emotions are incredibly important and they should outnumber our negative emotions, but we need some negative emotions because they instruct us. And our most prominent negative emotion is regret. And because regret teaches us, it instructs us, it clarifies us. Uh, it clarifies what's what we should be doing and how we should be doing it, and so um, and so we need to 
understand how to deal with our negative emotions. We can't ignore them like no regrets. We can't wallow in them like, oh my God, it's so terrible, I'm such an awful person. What we need to do is we need to think about our regrets. And when we think about our regrets, the evidence is pretty clear that they can help us make better decisions, solve problems faster, be better strategists, find greater meaning in our life. Regret hurts. There's no question about that. But here's the thing. Regret also instructs, and you can't have one without the other. So what you have to do is, so if you avoid the pain, you don't get any of the learning. So what you have to do is be able to process that pain. And I think there's a way for us to do that, to take our regrets, use them as signals. We haven't been taught to do that. That's the problem. We have this weird view of negative emotions. Like some of us think, oh, positive all the time. Da, 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 da. That leads to delusion. Some of us get so absorbed in our negative emotions that they, in some ways, exonerate us from making progress. That's a bad idea, too. What we need to do is we need to process our negative emotions in a, in a, in a systematic way. And I, and I think there's a good way to do that. Don't ignore it. Don't dodge it. Just confront it. It's much less fearsome than you think. And this way that I think that we can process our regrets is very healthy. So one thing you can do is you can, you know, like I, I feel like there's three simple steps that you can take to turn your regrets into engines for progress. One of them is to reframe the regret and the way you think about yourself. So a lot of times when we have a regret, one reason that we try to avoid it is that if we really confront it, we start lacerating ourselves, saying, you, you know, our, our self-talk is, you're an idiot, what are you talking about? Um, and what we should do instead is, it sounds gooey, but what we should do instead is treat ourselves with kindness. There's a body of research in what's called self-compassion, which is treating ourselves with kindness rather than contempt, um, thinking about our own missteps as part of the human condition, not something that only we do, um, looking at our missteps not as fully definitional of who we are, but as just one part of who we are. And so just sort of being a little better to ourselves. The second thing you can do, which we see, which is a reason why we had 16,000 people offer up their regrets, is disclosure. Disclosure is itself inherently valuable. We know that it relieves a burden, but the other thing, when we talk about our regrets or even write about them, we take this blobby, amorphous, negative emotion and convert it into words, and that makes it less fearsome, and it begins the sense-making process. So there's a pile of evidence showing that talking about our regrets, even writing about them privately, is a way to defang them. And finally, what we need to do, which is essential, is we need to, you know, we can, we can look inward, all right, we can express outward, but then we gotta, we gotta move forward. And the way to do that, in my mind, is to take a step back and extract a lesson from it. Uh, what would you tell your best friend to do? Uh, if, you if you were looking back on this decision 10 years from now, what would you want to have done? If someone else were in your position, what would she do? And, and I think this process of looking inward and treating ourselves with some kindness, expressing outward and disclosing the regret as a way to make sense of it, and then moving forward by taking a step back and extracting a lesson is relatively simple to do and allows us to take these regrets and not be scared of them and not let them debilitate us, but to enlist them as forces for moving forward. What I like to do is I'm sort of trying to reach the people on, on either side of that. So the people who feel debilitated by their regrets, I, you know, my view is, listen, take one, Go through this process. You can enlist it as a force for good. But I also want to do a wake-up call to the people who think they don't have any regress. Um, and so what I want to do is, in some sense, I guess, 
normalize it because it is normal. That's the thing. Regrets are part of the human condition. They exist for a reason. They're part of our cognitive machinery. The only people without regrets are five-year-olds, people with brain damage, and sociopaths. The rest of us have regrets, you know? And so instead of, instead of denying that humanity, let's embrace it and use it. That, my friends, was Daniel Pink. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did because I haven't listened to a speech in a long time that completely, completely changed my overall outlook on a specific subject, and this one being regret. You can catch Daniel Pink at Dan pink.com you can also catch all of his stuff on youtube remember to follow me on instagram and x formerly known as twitter at i am yermiyahu at i am y-i-r-m-e-y-a-h-u and if you're listening to this on apple iHeartRadio, or on spotify please give us a review tomorrow i have a really really good one for you it's going to be less brown you don't want to miss that because some things only less brown can do have a wonderful thursday i'll talk to you tomorrow peace Thank you.